Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Chapter 4 On the Road. Look, 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 Chris said excitedly. It's the map. The others crowded around as Chris pulled off the paper covering the map. He slipped his fingers under it to pull it out. Careful, Mrs. Shue warned. It's been there a long time. We don't want to tear it. Chris carefully lifted the folded map from its hiding place inside the front cover of the book. The paper crackled as he opened it up and tried to lay it flat on the table in front of them. Careful, Mrs. Shue said again. Ooh, everyone said. The map seemed to be made out of some sort of thick paper that had become brittle. It was yellow with age, and the writing and drawing were faded in several places. Let me get a magnifying glass, Mrs. Shue said. I would suggest drawing the map again on another piece of paper, she said, reaching into a drawer for paper, a pen, and a magnifying glass. That way, if it gets destroyed, you have another copy. Mrs. Shue, there's something wrong with this map, Chris said. Wrong, she echoed. Yeah, it looks like it was written in another language or something. They were right. Not only did the words look strange, the letters were twisted. She looked at the writing for a long minute, then laughed. It's mirror writing. Mirror writing, Chris echoed. What's that? Leonardo da Vinci, the famous inventor and painter, invented it back in the 1500s, Mrs. Shue said, pulling a mirror from the top of the piano. He used to write all his notes by looking into a mirror. That way, others couldn't read what he had written. I doubt many people in the Old West would have known about mirror writing, Maria said. I wonder how Tom Elliott knew how to do it. He must have been pretty clever, Chris said. Or desperate, Ryan added. Mrs. Shue placed the mirror on its edge just above the map. Immediately, the kids recognized Mill Valley and began to read the notes written there. Let's see. That looks like it says, Two Crows. And that says, What is that, Willie said. Sombrero, Chris and Maria said together. It's a Mexican hat with a wide brim. Boy, he sure had sloppy handwriting, Jenny said. Well, what do you expect, Chris responded. Try writing in the mirror and see how neat your handwriting is. It looks like, Maria said carefully after a long pause, we're supposed to start here at the river. We look for what he calls two crows. Then we head toward the sombrero. Two crows? Sombrero? Jenny asked. Where will we find a sombrero by the river? And why should two crows wait for us to find them? I don't think he was talking about real crows, Jenny, Mrs. Shue said. It was probably like a tree or a hill or boulders, something that looked like crows. Let's hope it was a hill or boulders, Chris said. Then it's likely to still be there. Remember what I said about the changing geography, Mrs. Shue said. Okay, here's what we should do, Maria started to say. Wait a minute, it's my map, says Chris said. I should be in charge. Okay, Maria said. You tell us what the plan is then. Everyone was quiet as they waited for Chris to speak. Finally, he said, Uh, let's hear Maria's idea. Maria smiled. Most of the river has a parkway along it. That will make it easy for us to ride our bikes along it and for Willie's wheelchair. Everyone nodded. Let's ask our parents for permission to ride our bikes tomorrow and follow the trail along the parkway. We'll start at Northwood Mall and follow it all the way down to Lookout Point. That way, if there's anything that looks like two crows along the way, we'll see it, Jenny added. Mr. Shue loves to bike ride, and he has tomorrow off from work, Mrs. Shue said. I'm sure he'd be glad to ride with you. That sounds good to me, Chris said. Me too, the others said. Great. We'll meet at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, Maria said.
A clear blue sky and fluffy white clouds the next morning made it a perfect day for bike riding. None of the kids had trouble getting permission to ride bikes along the parkway. Their parents dropped them off as planned and agreed to meet them at Lookout Point with sack lunches about noon. The bike ride and the weather were so enjoyable that Chris almost forgot why they were there. He, Mr. Shue, and Ryan raced for a while. Then he dropped back to talk to Dee Dee as they pedaled along. Have you thought any more about the baptismal class? Dee Dee asked. Chris shrugged. I guess so. I don't know for sure what I want to do. Well, maybe it's better that you wait, Dee Dee said. I mean, if you don't know what you want. Remember what Mrs. Shue said. It's only valuable if you make it that way. Chris nodded. What about you? Why do you want to be baptized? Well, I've been thinking about it for a long time, Dee Dee said, probably ever since the others got baptized. I know I don't always act like a Christian, but I want to be one. I want Jesus to make me into a better person and take me to heaven. Well, sure, Chris said. I want to go to heaven, too. But heaven's a long way off, isn't it? Before Dee Dee could respond, Ryan bicycled toward them from up ahead. Come on, snail, he said to Chris. Your bike moves like a slug. Oh, yeah, Chris asked, and pumped his bike harder. Soon they were both speeding ahead of the group. Why do you want to do all that wimpy church stuff, Chris? Ryan asked when they were alone. What are you talking about? I mean, like this baptism thing. Only weird kids do stuff like that, Ryan said. Chris stared at Ryan. My friends at the shoebox aren't weird. Ryan shrugged. No, I guess not. But cool guys don't do stuff like that. You want to be cool, don't you? Or do you want to be a wimp? I'm no wimp, Ryan. It's just... Suddenly, Ryan stopped, and Chris almost ran into him. Look, Ryan said, pointing to a tall oak tree near the water's edge. Two huge blackbirds perched on the top branch. Two crows, see, Ryan said. Yeah, and I'm sure that those crows have been sitting up there on that tree branch for a hundred years. It could happen, Ryan said. Yeah, right, Chris responded. Get real. Mr. Shue and the others soon approached from the rear. I'm hungry, Chris shouted back to Mr. Shue. It's only eleven o'clock, Mr. Shue responded. Lookout Point is about a mile from here, up there. He pointed up a windy hill toward a small building and a U.S. flag perched above them. Let's go up there to have lunch. I don't understand, Willie said, pulling up behind them in his wheelchair. None of us have seen anything like the two crows. Well, it's like Mrs. Shue said, Chris told him. Maybe all the construction over the years destroyed our clues. Let's hope not, Mr. Shue said. Come on, let's take a look from up there. What if the clues really are gone, Chris asked himself. Just thinking about it made his bicycle harder to pedal. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book One, The Mysterious Treasure Map. It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.